Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Welcome to Real Presence Live. I'm your host on this Wednesday morning. My name is Mark Holcraft. And thank you for joining us. We're excited to be with you. If there is a theme today, uh, I have to say the one word theme of the day would be service. And so we're excited to share with you a variety of ways of, of service, service in the church, uh, service to the church through talking with missionaries today and talking with um, uh, different groups who work with shelters. Uh, and then we'll also be talking to one of our newest employees uh, at the the last half hour, if you will, of this two-hour stint. Um, but before we dive into all good things of service, let's pray. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this beautiful morning. We thank you for the call that you put on our hearts to serve you uh, in the many apostolates, the many opportunities that you provide for us. In your goodness, Lord, in, in our effort that we think we're giving of ourselves, you are so good that in us giving of ourselves, you give us so much more back. We thank you for that. We ask, Lord, that you would continue to protect each of us, bless this day, bless our efforts in wanting to know you and wanting to love you and to serve you as best we can. Mother Mary, we ask for your intercession in all things. Together, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So I said together, which meant I have people in the studio here. So again, my name is Mark Holcraft. I'm in the Fargo studio. Uh, one, of our, uh, one of our 10 markets of Real Presence Radio. And I'm, I'm very excited to be with two people that I know quite well. I literally held both of them when they were babies. <laughs> uh, so I'm with my oldest son, Thomas Holcraft, and my niece, Rachel Juvie. If you can say hi. Hi. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> so uh, we will get to know them a little bit more than just hi. Um, but so I mentioned the theme is service. And so both uh, something that Thomas and Rachel share in common from this last year is they both served as NET missionaries. I know a lot of you as the listeners have heard about NET. You maybe you've encountered a NET, uh, NET retreat or you've had some NET missionary stay at your home but you don't always get a chance to learn much about what it is that they do or what they're doing. And so we're blessed with having them in the studio this morning. And so Thomas and Rachel, you know, we, we got the next half hour to, to discuss you and as many things about NET as we can. Um, so Rachel, we'll start with you first. Just tell us a little bit about yourself. Mm, yeah. Okay. So my name is Rachel. I'm 18 years old. I'm from Thompson, North Dakota. Um, I just graduated high school last year in 2020. Um, I was homeschooled. And yeah, I spent the last year being a net missionary. Um, and then I'm just working this summer, planning on working the next year. Um, and hopefully going to school at the University of Mary next year. Um, and my birthday's next week and I'm going to be 19. Awesome. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> Happy early birthday. Thank you. 
I'm Thomas, uh, yes. and obviously I live with my dad in Fargo. Um, my high school was really similar to Rachel. I homeschooled my whole life, um, but I'm planning on going to college this year instead of working. Um, so I'm going to be working, I guess, just for the rest of the summer and then going to University of Mary this fall. So you're obviously living in Fargo, um, and some of our listeners are aware that, yes, we're new. Uh, our whole craft families were back in the Fargo area. Mm-hmm. Uh, we lived here what sometimes feels like eons ago um, in the Fargo-Moorhead area. It was 15 years ago. But So Rachel says she's from Thompson. You know, where do you say you're from, Thomas? Because your high school years were in Cincinnati. So when you say where you're from, actually, what do you, what do you go with? Oh, well, when people ask me where I'm from, I usually say that's a complicated question. <laughs> <laughs> like when I was on net, I used to tell people, like, technically I live in Fargo, but I've only, like, been to my house once. <laughs> like I came to net from Cincinnati and that's kind of more what I consider my home because that's where like my close friendships and stuff are. So, you know, there's a lot of people in our listening area that could probably relate because it's quite a rural area as we all know. Mm-hmm. Um, but not unusual when, you know, Hey, where's your, where do you live? Well, I went to high school in <laughs> Warren, uh, Minnesota, but my zip code is in Timbuktu, Minnesota, and my post office is in a different zip code. Like that's mm-hmm. that's legitimately the case for a lot of people. So you know, maybe it's not as confusing as it might be. I mean, when you're in you know like suburban Chicago, Illinois, though, like usually it's not really confusing for most people where they live. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose they just stand for Chicago, um, which is definitely something. Uh, being on net, you guys travel a lot, right? There's a, mm-hmm. there's a lot of for those of us who know things about net, there's actually a lot of uh, different ideas or like people feel like they have a good idea. But one of the things I'm excited about this morning is you actually get to shed some light on some of the, the differences or the, uh, the variety of what net offers. You know, mm-hmm. we were just talking about that um, right before we went on air. Um, so we'll, we'll get into some of that. And what I'm referring to for our listeners is most people know what they know about net ministries is there's a team of young adults that go out and they do retreats. Uh, and they're doing retreats for junior high and senior high students. And for those who, oh, by the way, know a little bit more, and they stay in homes. <laughs> yeah. you know? But you two served on different kinds of teams. And we'll get to that. But one team was a discipleship team, right? Mm-hmm. So which one of you was on the discipleship team? I was. And so a discipleship team versus a retreat team. So Rachel, you're on the retreat team. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, since we're there, in a nutshell, what is the difference of those two kinds of teams? Well, they're both uh, minister in their own different ways, I guess. So I was on a retreat team, and the retreat teams, we are the teams that probably almost every day we would go into a different parish or different school um, and put on retreats for the youth there, and then we just leave right after that. You know, we would go in, have like, you know, a typical retreat was like probably four to eight hours or so in there. Um, and then we'd leave and never see them again. Um, and we would travel a lot. My team was the St. Paul, like Minneapolis regional team. So we didn't really travel that much. We mostly stayed in Minnesota. Um, we actually did five retreats in Wisconsin. That was like a big deal when we got to leave Minnesota. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so we were a traveling team, but we didn't travel far. Um, and we stayed in host families, um, several different ones. So that's kind of. So just a little perspective for our Mm -hmm. listeners, because you said you did five retreats in Wisconsin. I understand like, the big deal there is like, hey, you get to go out of state. Mm-hmm. Um, but something that our listeners may not realize, if you know roughly about how many retreats did you do in the school year? 
Yeah, we did about 150 retreats. 150. 150. Mm-hmm. Um, One five zero. Both in person, and we did some virtual retreats as well. Um, wow. So. Yeah. Okay, and we'll, we'll we'll go into the virtual retreat in a minute. So, and Thomas, so you're on the discipleship team, right? So, what were some of the specifics there that might be different than Rachel's retreat team? So, out of all the teams, there's actually only two discipleship teams this year. There was one in New Brighton, Minnesota, and one in Geneva, Illinois. I was on the one in Illinois. Um, and so basically what my team did most of the time was, um, a lot of times, honestly, just hanging out with kids and just kind of like listening to them and hearing their problems because a lot of kids, especially in our area, um, they just don't get the time of day, um, from like, I think mostly their parents, like most people there are like very busy. Time is a very valuable thing. And so they, they're missing a lot of time just for people to listen to them talk, listen to their struggles and like their prayer life and everything. And so one of our biggest functions was honestly just to like have like two on ones with a kid. Like we'd have two people from the team. I had a smaller teammate, eight people. Um, I mean, I have two of us would go like sometimes to a coffee shop or a restaurant or a park or whatever. Um, and we could just like hang out with the kid, talk with them. Like I remember specifically, um, sometimes we'd just go to the park to play spike ball with them. And like, just kind of be their friend, sort of. It's a relational ministry, right, building up right. the relationship. So it sounds like one of the differences from a discipleship team, whereas Rachel said a comment that honestly might leave some of our listeners like, what? Like, you're never going to see them again? What are you doing? <laughs> you know, so uh, the retreat team, they're, you know, it's, Rachel says they, their team didn't travel as much, but the retreat teams are the ones that I think most people know of when they think of net. Mm-hmm. The teams that travel around, they're in a different city every other day. Um, and so you don't see them. It's, it's rare that you would see that teenager again later yeah. in the year. But the discipleship team is your boots are on the ground and you're staying in that general area for the year. Mm. So you, not only do you get to see them, you want to see them and you want to develop a relationship where you, I would imagine, start to accompany and disciple them. Right, right. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Awesome. Well, so what made you to, um, why did you do net? Uh, what was it that made you decide to do net? Well, I've wanted to do net since I was in seventh grade. Um, and I should say this, how did you learn about net too? Well, I mean, question. I learned about net because you did it, dad. Um, yeah, I'm, so, the, I'm the blame. Right. So <laughs> I'm the culprit. I kind of I just knew that it like existed forever. Because like, even after like you had done net when you were just like a parish youth minister, um, we would host like net teams whenever they would come through. Um, and what I noticed the most about those teams is just the joy that they showed, especially in service. Um, and growing up, I was not the kind of person to volunteer service without like getting something back. <laughs> um, I, I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so like just seeing how happy they were to serve people, like I wanted to try that. And so like up through high school, through middle school, that was, I knew I wanted to do, I didn't even apply to any colleges. I just applied to net cause I knew that was what I wanted to do. So, so yeah. the, the witness of the netters, uh, and that mom and I, you know, made you deal with them because we were going to house them. And well, <laughs> I say that that way because I know uh, it was an important thing after I did net, even though, you know, it was years later, right? You got married um, and God bless us with kids like you and of course your brothers and sister. Uh, but it was really important for Meredith and I because of the, the impact net had on me just as, as a man, as a son of God. Um, I desired that. And Meredith in turn desired as she learned more about net because Meredith did not do net. Which is funny because like in the net world, if, if you, Lord calls you to marriage and you marry a non-netter, like, ooh, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, so, but uh, it became important for both of us 
that the witness of people like those who are doing that, like those, and, and a little bit later we've been talking with the focus missionary, uh, just their, their joy, their zeal, uh, those, those ministries and missionaries like that, their witness was so vivid. We, we desired that for our kids. And thanks be to God. I mean, that's a fruit of that in some way. Rachel, how about for you? What made you decide to do that? How'd you learn about that? Yeah, so my story is actually a lot like Tommy's. It's not very inspiring, actually, but <laughs> I, when I first heard about that was when I went to a net retreat uh, my freshman year of high school. And I, I thought it was a great time. I was also super shy, though. And I was terrified to talk to my small group leader. Like, I don't want to talk to them. I was super quiet. Um, but I thought that they were just like the coolest people I'd ever met in my life. And I was like, I'm going to be a netter one day. Hmm. Um, and then I kind of just forgot about it until the summer before my senior year of high school. I was kind of thinking, well, what was I going to do with my life? Um, and I found out that Tommy was applying for net. And I was like, hey, I forgot about that. Like, I should do that. So then I just applied. And I went to the interview um, in St. Paul. I spent a week in there, found a couple weeks later that I was accepted, and I was like, yep, I'm doing this. Just sign my contract, and that was that. And a funny story, actually, is that um, when I was on the road this past year, I actually met a priest who is a brother of my small group leader that was at that net retreat that I went to, which Way was so cool. cool. I was like, wow, like your sister is the person who inspired me to do net. So Yeah. 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 That's, that's, that's God's dot to dot. Mm-hmm. There's a, a good friend of mine that she loves saying that. God's dot to dot. Um, you know, it's funny. You said it's not exciting. <laughs> like your story is not as exciting. It's pretty simple. Um, which I think sideways, you were saying Tommy's stories was not exciting too. So <laughs> no, never know, maybe. <laughs> no, uh, but it's interesting because that's just how God moves, mm-hmm. you know? And I think sometimes it's easy for us to get caught up in some of that is I don't know that I want to share mine because I don't have much to share. It's not ex- exciting because we know some of the stories that have inspired us. Yeah. Stories of great conversion, whatever whatever a person's story is that's like moves us, maybe it moves us to tears or really dis- it inspires, you know, and it's almost transcends us. Like what just happened? Uh, something's going on. My heart is moved. And that was awesome, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and yet it's in the day to day where God is so active and he's totally moving. And so... Um, I'm appreciating that you said that because I think for a lot of our listeners, I think it's easy for us to get caught up in that, in that uh, this is what, you know, it, you know, it's just kind of ordinary. It's like, but, but that's where most people are at. And I think that's where a lot of people are going to respond. Um, we have to take a break here in just a minute. So when we come back, we will be with Thomas and Rachel, or as Rachel's been saying, Tommy, Tom will be with Tommy and Rachel uh, to learn more about Net Ministries and what the Lord has plans, what, what the Lord's plans are for them when we return. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Honor your Father by word and deed, that a blessing from Him may come upon you. Sirach 3.8 Our priests guide us on the right path and teach us about our Catholic faith. At Real Presence Radio, we'd like to honor them for helping to deepen our relationship with Jesus. Each week on Real Presence Live, we honor our fathers with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. You can nominate your priest to receive special recognition by going to yourcatholicradiostation.com. And thank you to all our priests for your service to the Holy Catholic Church. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, 
We want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA, or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Hi, I'm Father Chris Alar. In this world of suffering and pain, we've all experienced loss, especially the death of someone we love. And it's never harder than it is with suicide. In our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and for You, we want to be able to help you. We know that the pain and suffering is great, but we also know that we we can get through it. So please visit suicideandhope.com to learn more. Thank you. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. I am your host, Mark Holcraft, on this sunny Wednesday morning, balmy 80 degrees outside or so. It's been warm uh, and it's been beautiful and I'm loving it. And I'm so thankful that we've had, we had rain um, I know there's some areas of our network that are still praying for rain, and we are praying for those areas. Uh, but I was so happy to see we had rain a couple of days ago or a couple of nights ago. Um, we're here with Thomas Holcraft and Rachel Juvi. You might recognize the last name because I just said my last name. So yes, that's my oldest son. And then Rachel Juvi is one of my nieces, and they both are sharing about their time serving as net missionaries. So welcome back, you guys. Um, let's just jump right in. So in some of the experiences... You know, you talked about how you learned about NET, but what was it or when was it that you felt called uh, to serve as a NET missionary? Um, For me, it was honestly like, I didn't have a great prayer life before NET. Um, So looking back, I do realize I did not pray enough about, um, specifically about going to NET. Um, I don't think I really realized that NET was what I was called to until I was having doubts about being on the road. Um, because on the the road being a term for someone who's serving. Correct. Yes. Yes. Because of the travel. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, a couple months in, uh, to being on net, there were just a couple of things that were just really hard for me. And I was starting to doubt whether this is what I was actually supposed to be doing, like in God's plan, what he wanted me to do. Um, and I talked to some of my teammates and my team supervisor about it. Um, and prayed more kind of about like, was this what God wanted? And, came to the conclusion that yes, like these hardships is what kind of he was teaching me throughout the road. So we'll, we'll come back to those hardships in a minute, but that's interesting because it really sounded like you, that calling that stirred early was tested mm. and, and we'll come back to that too. Cause there's something very real and just holy about that. <laughs> um, for me, I, I didn't kind of like Tommy, I didn't pray a whole lot about doing it before I did it. I was kind of like, yeah, this sounds fun. I'll go do, I'm going to do it. But um, it was, after a little while of being on net that I realized that I really have a desire to serve others. And this is kind of something that I've been thinking about before because for a long time I'd wanted to be a missionary, um, not necessarily a net missionary, but just um, 
something like where I could serve others um, in a very practical way. Sure. And kind of like realizing that while being on the road, like on, on net, um, I realized that I have a desire to serve others and that net was a great way for me to, you know, start that very practical way of serving others. So. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And Thomas, earlier you talked about just, you used the word hardships, you know, mm-hmm. and challenges. If you don't mind sharing of some of those and, and you'll get your turn too, Rachel, what were some of the challenges that you faced uh, during the year? Uh, one of the biggest ones for me was just uh, a lot of restrictions because of COVID. Um, we're in just a really, uh, we're really close to Chicago. We're about an hour away from Chicago. Um, and so it's just really big there because, you know, there's really big population. And so, um, there's a lot of people, a lot of fear there going on because of COVID. Um, and so as far as mask wearing goes and social distancing, like all of it was really, really enforced. Um, we had to wear masks every day, uh, even if it was just our team who we saw every day. Um, we usually saw our team for about 13 hours a day. And like we had to wear masks together every time. Um, and there was actually one point towards the end of the first semester uh, that that would be fall semester of 2020 um, where uh, Illinois made a social distancing rule where basically you could only have about six people in a room at a time. And so our parish had us split our team into two rooms. So we had four people in each room and you could just kind of have people going back and forth but you weren't allowed to have more than six people in a room at a time. And so like, just like kind of along those lines just really was um, hard to grow as a team in unity just because we couldn't really see each other. Like you have no idea like how, how like much a smiling face can help until like you can't see it anymore. And then you kind of realize like what you're missing again. So I think that's something uh, all of our listeners can resonate Mm -hmm. with as far as uh, once you mentioned COVID, (laughs) I think some hair went on the, went up on the back of people (laughs) like, no COVID. Uh, evil, you know, uh, but it just in that sense, because there's so many things that were connected to it that made challenges. And so it's interesting to hear about what some of those challenges are, you know, you're serving in ministry, you know, not able to be with your team, you know, for our listeners, that's essentially, which a lot of our listeners did encounter. A lot of listeners felt like they couldn't be with their family. Mm-hmm. And that's essentially really, it's so similar you know, a lot of the net missionaries from what I have experienced and saw is they all, many of them get closer to their teammates than they may be with their own family, mm-hmm. uh, depending on their background and whatnot. So I can imagine that would have been very difficult. Um, how about for you, Rachel? What were some of those challenges you encountered? Yeah, um, I would say a big one for me is I'm a pretty shy person, or I was more shy before I came to net. Um, and so just like being thrust into retreats at the beginning of the year, I was terrified. Like I was so scared to just go talk to these people, um, to speak up in front of people, to lead a small group. I had no idea how to do that. Um, you know, they trained you, but I was like, I feel like I'm going to screw this up, not know what to do. Um, and also kind of with like, you know, COVID and everything. We were in Minnesota, which, um, you know, they had a mask mandate. So we had to wear masks everywhere we went and not going to lie, trying to talk to 10, 14 year olds in a crowded room with music, loudness, and masks on is really hard. Like, yeah. you can't hear mm-hmm. them. Yeah. You can't read their facial expressions. Um, and so that that's definitely, like, an added challenge. But just um, that was a great way that I found. I learned how to, like, get out of my shell, get out of my comfort zone. Um, like, you go tell me to talk to a stranger now, I can do it, you know? Like, yeah. that was definitely a challenge that I had that I learned to overcome. So Well... Proof is in the pudding. I asked you if you would join us this morning. <laughs> I said, no, I don't want to, <laughs> but then said, I did. <laughs> yeah, you said, uh, I, I don't want to. 
Um, oh my gosh. I think he even said something like, I'm already nervous. <laughs> uh, but it was funny because then all of a sudden, uh, I didn't, I don't think I said anything. Something kicked in and you're like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll do it. Yep. And my honest, my first impression was, um, the fruits of net, mm-hmm. you know, and that's nothing against anything of who you were before net, but it's one I having come to know so many missionaries and so many people in ministry, um, yeah, if you're not used to it, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, but you see, every day you're put in that situation where you're constantly confronted with going out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. So no, good, good. Well, what are some of the blessings? What what's what's a blessing you experienced over the year? Whichever one of you wants to go first, go ahead. Um, I think for me, one of the biggest things, or just kind of something that I learned, I guess, is um, how to uh, love people that you don't necessarily get along with. Great. Um, because you know, you're with these people like on your team for nine months. And so when you're with someone for that long, you kind of get to like know almost everything about them, you know, and like you start to notice the kind of things they do that may annoy you a little bit. Um, but something that I think net does really well is it teaches the missionaries how to intentionally love each other. Like even the ones that you might not get along with great. Um, and so if, you, you know, have kind of a problem with someone else. Like what Nate teaches is like you reconcile with them. Um, you keep loving them like as hard as you possibly can. Like just the overall atmosphere of love, I think within net is kind of what holds a lot of teams together. I know it held my team together because we went through a lot of like really hard stuff that like was kind of seeking to break our team down. But the fact that our team just like kept loving, loving each other, I think is what kind of held us together. Yeah. So That's awesome and beautiful. How about for you, Rachel? Um, I would say for me, it was a big blessing was my sisterhood. So on net, um, they were referred to as like a family. Um, so we referred to each other as like brothers and sisters. And I grew up with a lot of brothers. I have five brothers. I just have one sister and she's a lot younger than I am. Mm. And so I was very used to guys, but having like six sisters was not something I was used to. And it was something I was a little nervous about going into net, like Sometimes girls are dramatic, like, I don't know how I'm going to deal with this, you know? <laughs> um, but it was actually such a blessing. It was amazing um, to just learn how to love these six other women, even some. Maybe I didn't get along with them super well. Um, or kind of like Tommy mentioned, like reconciling relationships um, and just living with other women was something that um, I really appreciated about that. So, That's And they're awesome. my friends that I'm going to, you know, I keep talking to them still. Like, I'm, they're going to be my lifelong friends. So Yeah. And that, and that's essentially, it's, I think it's neat that you both kind of touched on the same thing. Mm-hmm. You talked about sisterhood, but really it's how you pursued each other, how you loved each other. Yeah. Uh, and clearly through times when maybe you didn't feel like loving them. Mm-hmm. I, I, that was similar to my experience on net is I was put in a situation that I was really made to understand there are points when to love someone is you choose it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not because oh, you feel yeah. like it, you know? <laughs> um, well, okay. So you both served here on net. Uh, what are your plans for the at least the immediate future anyway? Um, I am planning on working this year at, I don't know, the St. John's Maternity Home. Um, yeah. It's a home for pregnant women. Um, so I'll be serving there as a house mother for the next year. That's awesome. kind of my immediate plans. So. Yeah. So you're going to continue to do that for the year. And you had mentioned earlier that you think you, uh, as of now, you'll be looking at going to the University of Maryland. Yeah, probably. Not uh-huh. sure what for yet. but Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thomas, how about for you? Uh, I'm hopefully going to be going to University of Mary um, this September. Um, I'm still kind of discerning whether I want to do a second year of net. I personally, I guess, would rather go to college, but um, a second year of net has been on my heart a lot lately, so I am discerning doing a second year. Um, Just see if that's what God wants for me. But um, 
Yes, my plans as of right now are going to University <laughs> of Mary in September. I got um, it. I got so, it. So, yeah. So, if there's somebody out there who's thinking about, oh, this whole net gig, like I've heard about them, I've been on a retreat, and I'm not quite sure that I want to go to college, or maybe they just graduated from college and they're just unsure, you know, mm-hmm. what would you say to them as far as the idea of considering net? Pray. <laughs> Pray. Um, That's a big one. I should have done yeah, more of that. The same. <laughs> Prayer is a good default button, you know, for sure. Um, what would they? What would someone need to do? Like, how do you? How do you apply? I would say definitely just apply. Like, you can go to netusa.org, um, find the be a missionary button, and just request an application. Um, fill it out, and then they have these things called interview discernment weekends. I think they're online, mm-hmm. or they have been. They might be starting to do in person now. Um, and it's like it's a way for Net to get to know you, and you to get to know Net better. And once they accept you, if they do, like you're not saying for sure yes or no yet. You know, you still have time to like make that decision. So, so just keeping that door open. Mm -hmm. Right. Awesome. Awesome. You guys, thank you so much. We're just going to go to Rachel for a quick tease for, uh, I think our, so is it no? Are we just taking a break? My, my apologies. Well, before we take the break, we're so thankful for Thomas and Rachel. Mm -hmm. Uh, thanks for joining us this morning, sharing about net, sharing about your experience. Um, for our listeners, just invite you, please uh, keep Thomas and Rachel in their prayers. And for all of our young adults, you know, we all recognize, uh, we recognize one, that there's probably a lack of young people in the church. Um, and it's courageous people like these young adults here who are trying to do something in a special way about it. We can all do something about it. Uh, one of those things never to be underestimated is to pray. So please pray for them and please pray for the young church. And it will be with you in just a few minutes. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 